0: Hey, hey, welcome back, team. How you doing, you jolly, joyful, jittering, juggling, and jabbering dust specks. Hopefully your days are filled with smiles, you intelligent, ideological, impulsive, imperfect, and interstellar dust-specs. Hope you have some good things go down this week in your life, you radical, random, rapid, rare, and raucous dust specks. This is episode 13 of Beautiful Dust Specs. I'm Alex, and I am here to try and show you, attempt to show you, try this audacious mission of trying to get through to the people that a greater understanding of the universe, a greater understanding of the science of you, me, us, it... Makes life epic. Makes life more rare, more amazing, more awesome than anything you could possibly learn in your day. So yes, this is a science podcast, but in my mind and in my mission, this is also a motivational podcast. This is a show that allows you to fill yourself up with a little bit of knowledge each week, and allow that knowledge to permeate throughout yourself, permeate into the smallest little quarters of cells in your body, and make you smile, make you happy, make you feel awesome and inspired, knowing that the thing that you are is audacious. The thing. you are is rapid and rare and expanding and infinite in the possibilities that this thing is and if you want to break it down to just the body just the universe just whatever aspect of science you got that's what makes it special and this is what we're doing here each week we're gonna give you a new thing and it's just kind of what strikes me what comes up with me it's actually really challenging because there's so much stuff to learn about there's so many amazing things out there that make sense and they all intertwine they're all cycles upon cycles and That's where we're going with this. Sooner or later, I want to start being able to ask the audience, what is the most astounding thing you've ever learned? What is the most astounding fact you've ever learned? I'm hoping to maybe be able to interview my graduating seniors because I'm also a high school biology and astronomy teacher. I'd love to know that. I'd love to know what were the things that got you stoked, even in today. Did you get it from school? Did you get it from YouTube, from a blog? Did you get it from your mom, your dad? I grew up with my father taking me into the woods and just getting me incredibly pumped up on all these things that were out there just this idea of this and this hydrochloric acid in my stomach presented to me at a young age got me stoked on the body and just the homeostasis of the whole thing and just the cycles upon cycles upon cycles circles upon circles all interconnected intertwined not a single facet of your life is singular not a single facet of any day is alone in this universe and that's the coolest thing about it we're all connected on a more epic scale than you could ever possibly imagine you can't even truly comprehend it if you think you understand how connected we are you are you you don't you don't know you have no idea last week i explained to you guys the connections of whale poop the amazing power of whale poop to you know geosynchronize the entire atmosphere to create more oxygen for us in essence and that's the wonderful thing about it so we talked about that a little bit we talked about energy and we've talked about all these things nuclear synthesis we've talked about so many amazing topics already in this podcast and i'm hoping you're digging them if you are digging them, if you're getting it just even a little bit, you, you got to do me a favor. I need some help here. I really want to open up this stuff to a greater audience, and it's not to make money. It's not to monetize. All these things in this podcast world right now are how to make money and how to monetize. Yes, would I love to do that? Would I be lying to you if I said I didn't want to be a science communicator one day like the Vlogbrothers, like Bill Nye, like the SciShow, like anything? Yes, hands down. That would be it. Not to make money, just to be able to take this passion, this enthusiasm, this wondrous awesomeness that is science to the masses out there would just be amazing i would miss the classroom but that would be that's the mission that's the overall goal so if i can get this out to the people and the people will spread this around in this viral society that we live in not saying it's going to go viral that's audacious to think about But just to get it out there, it opens up possibilities for new conversations, and new conversations open up possibilities for learning. That's why this podcast world is so amazing. It's just conversations. It's just being able to integrate our knowledge, integrate our brains, this black box that is our minds, and share them with the world and grow together. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. That's why I'm a voracious listener of podcasts, and I consume them daily, hourly almost, because you just can't get enough knowledge into this brain to fill it up for this little blip of time that we have. So if If you like this, please. Go to BeautifulDustSpecs.com. I'm kind of new to the setting up the website and the blog, but I, you can comment on the web pages and I can respond to you. I'll also post on Instagram, at BeautifulDustSpecs. Um, I have at the underscore science bro is my Twitter feed for right now. Uh, you can message me there. I'll share some of that. Also on SoundCloud, we have BeautifulDustSpecs there. iTunes, please leave me a rate and review. The rate and review on iTunes is the biggest one. That's the one that really drives you out there and makes you more legit so that the cool people can do this. And Any cool podcast people out there, there, talk to me. I'm I got a lot of stuff that I can share with you. I want to have a conversation with you to get both of our message to spread. Not only am I a science communicator, I'm also a registered yoga instructor. I do your ability, I work intensely with myofascial and body con- techniques. And I do that so that people can flourish. I do that so they can enjoy the science of themselves and enjoy the dynamic lifestyles that they have. And that's the stuff that's all about it. I'm also a fitness trainer, I'm also a, um, a, a cook, a chef, a nutritionist. I, I, I'm a bulletproof coffee drinker. I mean, We got multiple layers. Layers. I learned way back in life that it's silly to be pigeonholed into various things. So I'm pretty multifaceted, and that sounds like I'm bragging, but I I guess I am bragging. I'm sorry, but it is my show, so deal with it for now. I guess my ego is getting in the way here, but I just want to. I just want to. Bring this out there, and any really big podcast people out there, I can hang with you in a conversation. We can we could get together and we could have a cool cool talk. So if you got this, if you want to help me out here and you want to spread this stuff around in any way, shape, or form, sooner or later, I'll hopefully set up a Patreon or something. Again, not to make money, just the the more money you have, the better you can get this out there, and the more produced and awesome you can make it. And that's what we're going for here. So I really hope you're enjoying this, and if you are, please let me know. Please let me know. I really want to know. I really want to know what the feedback is. I get some cool stuff verbally here and there but i'd like to actually have a little conversation about it any constructive criticism slow down speed up too much too little you know whatever you got that's the cool thing about it so if you got that please help me out that was a waste of a lot of time there but that's the mission of this whole thing so on to the science so, the science this week let 's talk about carbon we've learned about this, and you've probably heard this in your life there's always things you hear in science like the water' the essence of life bro, and like the we're, save the planet and like all these like phrases that we say all the time that we quite don't understand you've probably heard along the way that you are a carbon based life form, and the more I study it, the more amazing it truly gets. You are. Carbon is the most useful element in your body. Carbon is the thing that is the icky, sticky way that connects all stuff together. It's like the little chassis of all other macromolecules. And we'll talk about a macromolecule is here in a second. But... You know, the carbon itself has been on quite the little journey. Where did all the carbon in the universe come from? It's actually the fourth. I've heard the fourth and the sixth. I couldn't find a specific, I got opposing viewpoints here from some of my research. The fourth makes sense to me. Fourth most abundant element in the universe, but however, that's only less than one percent of the whole universe. The vast majority is hydrogen and helium. So where did the carbon come from? The carbon, again, came from nucleosynthesis, came from the creation, the smashing and colliding of elements inside the core of a star. Our sun won't be able to to do this our sun will burn hydrogen then helium it'll try to burn carbon and it won't be able to it cannot reach the magical heat numbers and then it'll die and then it's going to turn out and all this stuff that it was here at one time will not be what it is today even this this rock this solar system these catastrophically big things will sooner or later just be space debris will be epic dust but that's not the end of the tale it'll go through the cycles and continue on throughout the cosmos and i'll talk about that in another episode someday when we talk about you know stellar evolution on a grander scale but the carbon was created. All this carbon in space was smashed together in stars that were really big. These stars that could burn up of 100 million degrees. That actually can ignite the, the, ignite the helium, or ignite the carbon, really. So when that carbon before it, when the helium smushed together during helium burning, the beryllium, helium plus helium gave us beryllium, smash another helium in there, you get carbon-12. And once carbon-12 can start to ignite, you can ignite bigger and bigger elements. The CNO cycle, carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen. And yes, I'm talking about carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen. Very, very, if not, it's a, you can't even put the word important, epic, needed, uh, worthy uh, in it's it's everything you these elements are elements the elements are what we are that is what everything is and now i'm telling you again these things are in the cores of stars and that right then and there should be enough to make you feel like science is your greatest subject science is the tool that you want to study the universe with so these carbon atoms were were fused were created in these stars and then the stars maybe were able to burn car- if they could burn carbon they could go on and when they explode they ex- scatter not even explode some will explode supernova not not this star that's it's just burning carbon It'd have to be a lot bigger than this but it would then do just seed the universe with all this carbon but then as stuff went through the you know the the universal time scales billions and billions and billions of years and again guys the numbers of billions millions and trillions is just insane three million is three years old count one number every second for three years you would reach three million continue onwards trying to reach trying to reach three billion then you would get upwards of 31. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not right. I'm doing that wrong. It's not three. It's just one. If you just counted to a million, it would take you three years of seconds, three years of your life counting one number every single second. To get to a billion, that would take you 31 years, 31 years counting one number every single second. Since it's a factor of a thousand, you then would get upwards to get to the next level of a trillion it would then take you 31,000 years. So when I say millions and billions, the numbers you cannot comprehend, absolutely staggering in size, scale, and immensity. Like the the surface of the sun is 5,000 degrees. A pizza oven is 700 degrees. This means 100 million degrees burning at the core of the sun, of the star, to burn out and create this stuff in these red giants and then seed the universe with all this carbon. So anyways, as this carbon came around, these, these clouds now are seeded with this magical molecule. And I can't talk about all the other ones. It's just too big of an episode it would take i just i would my adhd would kick in and i would go in circles you know how i do but this carbon then became a part of this i would use the analogy of a lego box this lego box that is earth because that's what the elements are the elements are the stickiness it's the things that we can build stuff with that allows for all these you know in biology these macromolecules to allow to create the structures with these audacious names like life earth people us all this amazing stuff and we have a closed lego box that the, the, the trunk has already been given to us 99% of all of the atoms in the in our solar system when it formed a gas cloud 100 times greater than the solar system is today yeah i haven't even talked about that and it's pretty crazy. it's just huge beyond belief these gas clouds then formed up 99 percent goes into the sun and what's left over is just tiny little amounts of debris itty bitty little things out there and our planet held on to some of them it held on to all these wondrous elements that are out there in the universe and those elements then over time were able to form up into the things that you call you that we call homo sapien that we call a person so 99 percent of our body is only made up of a Eleven elements the very the rest of them are trace elements 65 percent nine of these nine of these 11 elements 96.2 of them are only are only four of them are only oxygen carbon hydrogen and nitrogen with oxygen coming in at the top primarily because our body is composed almost entirely of water the majority of the space that we take up is h2o with two oxygens on them h2o you know so it's pretty crazy to think about um, I'm sorry, not two oxygens, two hydrogens. My bad. So the 65% of your body is made up of oxygen, a very, very big molecule, you know. And then the rest, you got carbon, hydrogen, and, ni- and nitrogen, which is the smallest or the second most abundant thing, being carbon. And that's an amazing thing to think about. Our Earth itself has a very small amount of carbon, only f- 0.04% of the trace elements that are this plant on this planet in the atmosphere is actually carbon. The atmosphere that you breathe in is almost entirely nitrogen, 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen oxygen, 0.9% argon, and then the 0.01 is the trace elements. But of that trace elements, 9349497 percent is carbon dioxide, and that's going to play a big role here in a second. You take the lithosphere, though, you take the crust and the mantle, the movable rock that is like the outer layers of our planet, the majority of like the inner pla- planet is actually heavy metals. I'm throwing up the horns right now. It's good old iron, and where iron came from is an epic tale in, it- in itself. But they're all epic tales, people. That's why I should listen to this podcast, because every week, I'll give you a new epic tale I like using the word epic just deal with the bros broettes anyways whoever's so the lithosphere is 1.056 times 10 to the 22 pounds. So that's 1.056 with 22 zeros after it. And that's point that's 0.03% of that is the actual carbon. So the carbon is, in essence, kind of rare. It's, it's a little rare on the planet that is us. So all this stuff that formed up into the stars, formed up in the stars, conglomerates and comes in. And some of the Legos now are this C6 or C12, you know, these, these tiny little elements, these, this building block that has these amazing connection points. And carbon is the connector. Carbon exists in these cycles of nature. It's reused and remultiplied over and over and over again through the geocycles, which are the millions of years. That's like the rocks, the fossil fuels, the stuff like that. And then the biocycle, what's going on in my body right now. I'm exchanging in, taking in oxygen, exhaling out CO2. I look out my window, I see the plants that are doing the exact opposite of that. So the carbon that is us is it goes through these cycles. And first off, before we go, why is carbon so important? Carbon makes up almost everything. Carbon makes up every single thing that you are in yourself. Uh, just incredible. They're, out of all the elements that are out there, only the five to six of them are used primarily for life. And this is the, mo- the fourth most abundant one in your body. So, Or the second most, fourth most abundant in the universe. This thing that has circulated and been here for three, 4.5 billion years is going through these cycles upon cycles, nat- natural cycles just keeping continuously in motion. It gets into your system, and it's an amazing element because it's very small and it has only four valence electrons. It has four valence electrons in its like outer shell. I, I don't want always want to bog you guys down with too much of this of, of the science, but it allows it to stick through covalent bonding, the sharing of it. And remember, we're talking about connections. That's what this stuff is. You are this kind of meat sack. You're this. It's actually like a water sack. You're this wo- sack of water that is stuck together through these tiny little elements. And you know the cool facts about like the majority of yourself is. actually actually empty space. So this carbon is really the chassis of every single part of you because it's the chassis of all four biomolecules. And this is when the science just gets awesome and just gets insane. And it talks about and connects you with the things that you do. This is the reason why people should resonate when you hear the word you are what you eat. You are a collection of proteins, lipids, carbohydrates, and nucleic acids in the form of DNA or RNA. So we all know proteins. We all know lipids. Lipids is the fancy term for fat and carbohydrates is the fancy terms for sugar and then dna nucleic acid is deoxyribose or ribose ribonucleic acid that's your genetic compounds and these four elements intertwine entirely together and i kind of want to spend time going over each of them so i don't really want to totally break it down quite yet but it's what you are you know you are a collection of dna you gave that got the dna from your parents and that's the code that's what your body can tell the other little tiny epic things that we call cells to build these amino acids, to link them together to form up proteins. When you form up proteins in appropriate ways, it creates structures. Then when those are energized through the intake of carbs and lipids, through the energy, the chemical energy that is your body, those proteins can move, can bend, can adapt, can talk, walk, think, and feel. They can do the things that are as life. That's what you are. You are a collection of protein structures that give you functions, and those functions allow you to survive. And that's it. Those are the four biological molecules that exist. But where do you get them? You don't get them from breathing. You get them from eating. You get them from taking food food and shoving it into your face hole and chewing and masticating and it goes throughout your body and just goes left right center it goes all the way up and down you don't even think about it just swallow the hamburger move on with your day you don't think like, all right i gotta take those proteins break them down over the lipids oh god i need some lip oh man i've been running low on energy I gotta break down those high no nothing your body's just like hey man you eat that food i got you i'll take care of you and in the end you're like oh man i gotta poop and then, poop, you poop and that's it poop's amazing by the way you should get stoked on poop remember the whale poop your poop poop is awesome so poop is not something that's gross but listen to your poop your poop tells you a lot about your health and wellness so check it out sorry gross but these macromolecules at the core of all of them are the carbon every single solitary one of them has carbon in it in some way shape or form it makes up the four macromolecules so therefore it makes up you it is the chassis it's the backbone of all things that are out there i i, I do a lot in the in the crossfit world and one of my two of my good friends the rasmussens they have a gym that they called crossfit carbon and the um She was a science teacher, and I've never really talked to her. I'm assuming that's why she named it, and I'm, like, super jealous of it. It's, like, the coolest logo that's out there and the coolest name of any CrossFit gym that's out there. It's called CrossFit Carbon in Vernon Hills. Great gym. So... These things that are out there, these are the chassis. This is it. And these things, these these elements, this carbon came from the stars, and it came in here, and we are now closed off from this. We're closed off from the matter. The Lego box is closed, but within the Lego box, it's like Toy Story. The Legos are doing and bending and shaping and doing their things, top to bottom, side to side, colliding and compressing and condensing and going all the way around. But it connects us with these cycles. So how does the carbon move? The carbon moves through these carbon cycles, the coniferous cycles of the world, through the geochemical. There's these, like, reservoirs of it most of the carbon is is encased in fossil fuels is encased in the bedrock of our planet the rest of it goes through the biochemical cycles these bio cycles and this only this can take days or years you know it circulates through the land through the oceans through the rivers through the streams through the water it's pretty much a part of the hydro cycle which i'll talk about later my next episode will probably be on i don't know maybe let's we'll do nitrogen action we'll do the four the three main abundant elements then we'll go to water and oh my god so many plants we will keep going science so these things will go and it, you're it starts with the plants it starts with this amazing thing of the plants and algae, the autotrophs of the world, and I can't stress this enough. We don't give them enough credit. That's what the whales were doing. The whales were stimulating algal blooms. They were stimulating the, the growth of phytoplankton. Phytophoto can take in light and turn it into sugar. They turn that sunlight into sugar, into C6H12O6. A lot of that sugar they actually use to build themselves. The plants, a tree, the majority of its cell wall is cellulose, is a different form of glucose. So, they're building the sugar through the sun that builds the structure that allows them to stand up and eat that sunlight. Just like you and me, we are built. I am standing here alive right now because the entropy of my body, the entropy of my carbon in these structures is still building. It's still formulating. It's still going. I ate some sardines. I ate some eggs. I ate some ham. I'm drinking my buttered coffee right now, intaking all these lipids and carbs in my body that go. And that's what builds me. That's what makes the thing that I get to call me, it, us my body, my things, my life, my fun, my happiness, my sadness. It's all these things. Collection. I just get to be a part of it and it starts because of these plants. The plants can eat the sunlight and that's a thats a—that's a misnomer. They can take in the sunlight. They inhale CO2 plus water, hit it with sunlight in the chlorophyll and the chlorophyll is made up, you know, part of it is sugar. Part of it is that. Inside the cell wall, in their cell membranes, all these things, and out comes oxygen plus sugar and that in itself deserves its own episode and I've talked about it during the energy episode. Guys, break it down. We exhale CO2, you know, an amazing podcast, and I, I need to get, edit this more, and I'm, I want to start maybe doing like a newsletter or something. I just want to share with all these stuff that I, I just have this collection. There's an episode on Radiolab, where if Radiolab ever gets to listen to this, that would be the dream of my life. They talk about the darkness episode, and they talk about this astronaut going through his life, and, and his life, his mission, and he gets stuck outside really quickly. Fast forward, one of the ways that would kill him is that you actually would not run out of oxygen first. You would run out of CO2 scrubbers. You ever seen Apollo 13? That was the square peg and the round hole filter with the... Socks. your CO2 is toxic to you. It'll actually make your, your, your heart, it'll make your muscles spasm, and your heart will literally just shut down. So it's toxic, but it exhales out of my face every single time I take a breath, and it floats through the air in the carbon, and it's up in the atmosphere. But I need that carbon to come back to me in the form of sugars and lipids and nucleic acids and proteins to build me, to keep me going. So the trees will open up their stomata and they will just suck it in. I exhale like, get that toxins out of me. They inhale like, yes, thank you for that CO2, my friends. And they inhale it, mix it with water, and then they miraculously, I don't even know, sure, miraculous, whatever word, whatever adjective you want to use, out comes oxygen and sugar. Oxygen and sugar, it, it, they respirate. They release their stomata to release ac- oxygen back up into the air. Our earth was not always this beautiful place of wondrous life and atmosphere and water and love and, sa- and happiness. At one time, it was toxic. It had rust. It had an ocean filled to the brim that was like red with iron. And then it had a noxious CO2 rich atmosphere like Venus. Venus has CO2. Venus has this amazing greenhouse effect, but it's runaway. Our greenhouse effect keeps us perfect. And we'll talk later about how it's changing. But the CO2, it it houses in the energy. And I'm sorry if this rambles. It's just my brain goes and it just goes in so many amazing directions. So the CO2 gets sucked in and oxygen comes out. And it did that a long time ago. And they think what was the first ones were these algaes called stromatolites. And over billions, millions of years doing this process, intaking CO2, outtaking oxygen, did two things. It built the atmosphere to the levels of oxygen that it is today. And our levels of oxygen are catastrophically, epically huge. And that relates to you know cellular respiration and all the wonderful things about it. It also put oxygen into the water, which bound with the iron and rusted the iron and the iron fell to the bottom of the ocean and made our oceans. Now this luscious blue, amazing ocean this thing that is us with all the carbon nitrogen oxygen cycling through the marine ecosystems so that process right there is enough to make you want to just stand up and cheer make you want to go out and just hug the crap out of a tree high five a tree roll around in the grass and be like you autotrophs are the bomb they take in toxins mix it with water and outshoots oxygen plus sugar and then the trophic levels will take over and something will eat the plant ingesting that carbon into itself and then something will eat the plant eater and will eat the plant eater you know like for example the cows eat the grass, we eat the cow in the form of a burger, bam, we are vegetarians, we eat the grass itself, we eat the leaves, we eat whatever, carbon inside us, bam, building, replenishing, comparing, doing this, making up all their little macromolecules and ingesting them into you. It's like out in the atmosphere, it's like this ability, we can't live alone, we can't live without any of these other things, we need something. If the autotropes disappeared, there'd be no energy, the energy in our in our, in our our terrestrial landscapes would cease because it cannot take it in, it can't turn the carbon, this abundance an element that's just all around it. Breathe in right now. You're breathing in carbon. It's there. It's part of you, but it needs to be in certain forms, and we need other creatures to do that for us, so that we can ingest that carbon. We can ingest the C six H twelve O six, mix it with the wonderful air that I breathe in in the form of oxygen, and we create CO two, which we can then exhale, to then form a, you know, keep the cycles going, put it back up in the atmosphere through respiration, a little byproduct of water, but then we also create ATP, we create adonium triphosphate, we create chemical energy, and we release that in the form of heat and that energizes the meat water sack that you are. So that is it. That's what's going on in this entire thing. They have all this stuff. The chemical components, the autotrophs of nature, this toolbox that the universe has given us, these carbon that had been formed up in the bellies and the crucibles of creation that is inside a star, has now gone through epic journeys to form up this planet that is this closed-off system. Matter is closed, but energy is in. And now when the energy hits and collides and compresses and condenses and forms up and permeates through, this wondrous ecosystem that is us these carbon-based life forms this carbon-based life all of life deals with carbon scientists can't even figure out a way to even scientifically comprehend how and why carbon works Our carbon, or carbon anything that could be non-carbon based they're almost convinced there's no way i don't think you could ever say this but they're pretty convinced that if we found water and we found life on another terrestrial planet or terrestrial moon or wherever because the search for extraterrestrials is far from over there's a lot of stuff out there people it's all made of the same stuff and it's it's epic but it would probably most likely be a form of carbon because just think about that you go outside and you look at anything that is living anything that is alive you are a collection you're almost like some people say the bacteria inside you're more bacteria than you are person in essence you know it's just the life that isn't all around me the things that are there these walking talking thinking feeling life they're all connected we're all made of carbon we're all made of dna sugars lipids proteins it's all the same stuff 20 amino acids saturated and unsaturated fats, C6H12O6, glucose in the serpent form, and simple deoxyribonucleic acid, and ribonucleic acid make up all of everything, the 35 million species that have ever existed, every living thing that have ever existed on this globe, and that's why this is so epic, that's why this should just be all that we ever need, the carbon can make up over 10 million different compounds in it, and it cycles through nature, it continues to just grow and adapt and replenish and goes into the oceans and the rivers and the streams and the rain in the wind and carries throughout the globe and the plants suck it in the algae suck it in and shoot out sugar and O2 we ingest the O2 into into our into our mitochondria to give us the things of sugar and ATP and we exhale out CO2 and then we we poop <laughs> we poop and we put the carbon back we put the carbon back into the soil for other things and nitrogen and oxygens and these cycles continue over and over and over again we release the geochemical cycles through the process of fossil fuels and burning carbon and all these you know amazing things we 're cocooned with c o two we 're cocooned with this carbon that 's up in the atmosphere that traps water vapor that keeps us warm that keeps the heat in here that keeps the water in here without the c o two without the trophospheres and the, the atmosphere that is a lot of it is carbon you know our nitrogen and carbon without that our water would just evaporate and if our water evaporated we 're mars we 're a we 're a dead planet so sit up tall this week and just wonder at this whole thing and when you look at your food a lot of times especially if you're eating animals that that is a that was a creature that was a thing that was made up of the same stuff as you and me i have eaten some fish today those fish were swimming in the ocean doing the same things that were part of me the eggs were just a byproduct of a infertilized chicken that you know allowed me to have this wonderful things in taking proteins lipids no carbs in the morning people carbs are bad for you in the morning you should have nothing but fats and proteins and then this amazing big jug of bulletproof coffee so dave asprey if you're listening this bro thank you for the bulletproof coffee ideas changed my life forever and that's it and these bodies my body now will process this stuff will use the chemical machinery use the directions in my nucleus to form up all this stuff and now i can stand up from this microphone take these structures and energize them and take my brain through chemical energies as well through neural energies to make my my body walk talk think and feel and i can get in my car i can go and sit on my yoga mat and i can breathe with my wonderful yoga friends this morning because that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go do some yoga because i'm sore from crossfit 16.4 my hands strings are lit up, y'all. But... Oh my God, it's just so much. And these hydrocarbons will give us my energy and it'll just continue on and on and on. And that's what we're doing here. So that was a lot of science to throw at you here, but just know that the carbon is your chassis. The carbon is what you are. So when someone says you're a carbon-based life form, you say, heck yeah, I am. You have carbon at the core of all four biological molecules. And when you eat today, when you breathe today, know that these elements have been here for 4.5 billion years. Guys, the elements of the food and the air and the wind and the rain and the life, all of that. Has been here for 4.5 billion years, period. It has been other things, other life, other structures, other It's been on journeys, y'all. It's been traveling through the globe. The carbon that is in you probably was you before. You're probably eating carbon and nitrogen that was probably a part of you if you're in a closed system at any given time. There's an amazing TED talk called Biosphere 2 where they break this down. And the scientist comes to this beautiful realization that as she's replanting these sweet potatoes over and over and over, she's just eating her own carbon. She's, in essence, eating herself. She's breathing in the same air that she breathed in yesterday the guy next to her breathed in you're drinking water you know carbon nitrogen oxygen these these abundant elements that are here on the planet that are formed up in all this you're 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 creating you're you're compressing you're condensing you're utilizing them over and over and over and over and over and over for billions and billions of years and you just get to hang on to it you get to be lucky enough to have been given half of a set of dna from mom and dad to give you a genome that allows for the directions that allows you to build to just continuously put stuff into your face and the body will grow and adapt and build and not only will it increase in structure and function it'll increase in neurological components it'll increase it'll learn it'll think it'll feel it will adapt and as that body goes you look at a baby that baby is filled with potential that baby is going to go through and give be given the same opportunities that's not true but you know be given the same uh, machinery that allows it to do this and as the plants take this in as they give it to us and we eat the plant eaters and the cycles of nature and energy continue you're just going on and on and on and on continuously you know constricting and adapting over and over in nature and i'm starting to ramble here now i'm sorry for that But just know that you're beyond special. You are a carbon-based life form, and that's what makes you special. That you're a carbon-based life form that can stick food into its face, and that will energize a system that can make art, music, can laugh, can cry, can hug, can kiss, can sleep, can eat, can run, can walk, can do anything, can just be a person. And you get to hang on to this. That machinery will work and will be energized if you give it the right fuel for a very, very small period of time. And that's like the stoic philosophy on a scientific standpoint, that this will end. The machinery will break down. The carbon, the nitrogen, the oxygens, the elements, the macromolecules will no longer be able to repair at the rate that they're breaking down. The energy will cease because the machinery will just wear out and in the end will lay down and the carbon, the nitrogen, the oxygen, all of the compound chemical components in me will be decomposed from the wonderful decomposers, made up of the same stuff, permeate back out into the atmosphere, into the soil, to the lithosphere, maybe become a rock at one given time, and we'll just continue. The atoms that are you will live on forever, live on beyond forever, but the thing that is you is not there, and that's where we're at. Take that. Take that science to live fast, live happy, live healthy, enjoy the carbon-based life form that you get to call me, that I get to call Alex, that I get to teach with, talk with, think with, feel with, run with, be with. That's what it's all about here, guys. Science tells you what you are, and what you are is epic. You are an epic, beautiful dust-spec. Have a great week, everybody.